Well, it's great to see everybody tonight. And of course, it's always an honor to any place you are to preach the Word of God. But when you have a, uh, a night where usually Pastor Hagen is in the pulpit and you have the opportunity, it seems to take on special significance because obviously you can't replace him, but uh, you, you do feel responsibility uh, in that. And so we just thank God for this opportunity tonight. How many of you know the Word of God has answers for our life? It is the answers that we need. Praise God. And, uh, you know, they're not turn over there, but in Proverbs it says, they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So as we look at the word of God tonight, let's, let's, let's make a demand upon that. Let's believe God for impartation of life, impartation of life, a little bit different subject for us tonight. Uh, but I think it's a vital one for us to be, you know, on Wednesday night, as pastor said, he likes to teach things that are applicable, obviously, for the Christian and the natural and the spiritual realm. And I think that is the case tonight. These things are things that I think we need to apply uh, in, in, in church members, as local church members, as Christians, but also, you know, as we are out in our working jobs, different places of that sort. And, uh, uh, the title of my sermon tonight is, is not about me. It's not about me. Now, a lot of students will understand that. I see Jeremiah, Jeremiah records uh, how many students have we've been talking about that. I told you um, that has been on my mind here lately because, and not on my mind for anybody else other than me. But in thinking about these things, there's several places, and I'll just stop. In fact, I think I stopped today someplace in the bot and took my pen out and wrote, it's not about me. Because Jesus came and made it all about me and took care of all about me, I don't have to make it about me. Amen. And so much of the time, you know, the world doesn't operate that way, does it? The world is me first. It's how I feel today. It's how I want to do things today. And who's in my way to get where I want to go? But the more as a, as a child of God and as a, as, as, a, as, uh, as a Christian and from the Word of God, there's so many places that talk to us about this. I want to start in Matthew chapter 5 tonight. Matthew chapter 5. For the most, uh, uh, most of the time, I'll be reading from the King James Bible. Now, if I take a few these and thous out, you'll be all right, won't you? All right. I may not say thy neighbor. I might say your neighbor. And... Uh, you say, well, what version is that? That is the former youth leader version. <laughs> Having a King James Bible. You know, back in the day, we didn't have a, all the versions that we have now. I say back, you know, back in the day when I, no, I don't mean it that way. But back, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of this version. Of course, you didn't have your electronic uh, device that you could do. But let's look here in Matthew chapter 5. This is actually the first place in the New Testament that the subject of prayer is mentioned and different things. But I want you to see here in verse 43, let's start with, we're going to actually read into chapter six. So uh, just hang on here as we go. But verse 43, you have heard it's been said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say it, you love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them, which hate you, pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now notice people doing stuff to you. Amen. Hey, welcome to life. 
Welcome to planet Earth. You know, I don't know why people are always doing stuff to me. But notice, notice in none of that did Jesus say, make it about you. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to curse them back. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. That's not how we, we, you know, we weren't raised that way. <laughs> do good to them that hate you. What? Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. I'm telling you, God's way is a radical way to live life. And it's doing it, not making it about me. Not letting my feelings rule me. Not letting what anybody does to me or says to me rule me. Amen. You know, God is, God is a God. He's the God of truth. He is true. His word is true. And so what God says is what's true, not what anybody else says. Now listen to me. You know, be great. First of all, you don't, you don't, you really don't need anybody else's opinion about you. Now, I understand, you know, am I doing a good job? Well, that's different. I'm not, I'm talking about, about who you are as a person. What does God say about you? Anything, any other opinion that is contrary to what God says about you is a lie. And so I'm not going to base my life on a lie. But if I'm constantly, if it's always about me, then I'm worried about you, what you think about me. I'm trying to please you and not God. But what does, what does the word say about me? All right, keep on going. That you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he makes his son to shine on the evil and on the good, sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Did you realize today that the oxygen was there for everybody to breathe? Right? Didn't have to be in a special place, just had to be alive today to breathe oxygen that God has provided for us. Thank God I didn't have to get up and, or stay up late last night and make oxygen for today. God does it, and he does it for the just and the unjust, for his enemies and his family. And he said, we're supposed to be like him. For if you love them which love you, what reward do you have? Don't even, do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren, only what do you more than, the, than others? Do not even the publicans, and publicans here was people that were, worked, you know, against the people. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So there he talks about how we are to act, and, and, and when people persecute us, when things don't go our way, when people make themselves our enemy, how are we supposed to act? How are we supposed to treat people? And notice, to do what Jesus said, I'm going to have to set myself aside. I'm going to have to set my needs, my desires, my wants, probably a lot of my emotions aside. Amen. People today, people today, you can offend them with nothing. I mean, just a feather fall the wrong way, they get offended. Amen. I, I was reading this the other day. It was an article, and uh, just so I don't know where it popped up, but I went and read it about about how comedians are struggling because everybody gets offended about everything. You can't joke about anything anymore. Hey, Amen. Can I tell you something? Learn to laugh, but 
best of all, learn to laugh at yourself because you are hilarious. We are all, I mean, we are entertaining. If we paid attention to what we did and what we do all day, oh my goodness. Every one of us could star in our own sitcom. We don't want that, right? Amen. But we take ourselves way so serious. Now, I do take the things of God very serious, but me, not so much, because Jesus takes care of me. Chapter six, take heed that you do not your alms or your, your giving or your bit, what you're helping people with before men to be seen of them. See, my giving, my giving's not to be done for anybody else to know about, to be seen. Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I, know, I know why people do it and that, but man, I just, sometimes I struggle with, with certain, certain things. I don't want, you know, to be, to, because of this, I don't want to draw attention to what I'm doing. And we're not, not to do that. He says, therefore, when you do your alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So listen, if I'm, if I'm doing something to get the glory from men, that's the only reward I get is their applause. God's not obligated to bring it back anyway. It's not coming back good measure. It's not coming back pressed down. It's not coming back shaken together because I've already got my reward. I, I decided, I exacted the reward, and that was to be seen. Amen. Keep preaching, brother. It's good. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Verse 3, but when you do your alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand does, that your alms may be in secret, and the Father which sees in secret himself shall reward you openly. And when you pray, don't be as the hypocrites are. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you shut the door, pray to, the, to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. You know what? One thing uh, over the years, I've, I've been in positions where I was the, in, uh, the worship leader at our church, and it's always interesting. Now, we don't, we, don't, we don't, if we do, I don't know anything about it, so I'm not thinking of anybody here at all. But it was always interesting, you know, with people and, and being part of the worship team and different things of that. So I told you about the one guy, you know, that told me he wasn't called to stack chairs. And I told him, if you're not called to stack chairs, you're not called to sing on the worship team. He got called real quick. But you know, sometimes, you know, Aunt Jenny's coming to town, going to be at church. Can I sing a special? Yeah, go home and sing a special for Aunt Jenny, but that's not the purpose of church. Right? This is an American Idol, not the voice. This is a worship service. We're here to glorify Jesus, not you. I had one pastor tell me one time, he said, I swear, I swear I'm going to put them all in, a, in one of the Sunday school rooms. We'll mic them all up in there so nobody can see them. He said, I'm so tired of them. It's always who does this, who gets to do this. Well, I didn't get to lead a song. I didn't get to sing it. I didn't get to, I didn't, I, you know, you can choke on the eye. Amen. He's talking about prayer. When you do it, don't do it to be seen. Amen. 
All right. Verse 16, drop down. Of course, the, the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer is there. Look at verse 16. <laughs> We're going to read quite a bit here. We'll get, he says, moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, where they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily, I say, they have their reward. Well, how you doing, brother? You don't look so good. Well, you know, I'm fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you do, are you you sure? No, it's okay, you know, I'm I'm fasting. Well, here he says, look, don't look like you're doing anything. You know, you don't have to look spiritual, just be spiritual. He said, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That you may appear unto men, not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in secret, that your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. Have you noticed, there's a couple of times now Jesus has said that when you do stuff just unto God and do it, into God will openly reward you. But if you do it to be seen and to get you, that's the only reward you get. Praise the Lord. So that's why, see, I wrote right here, it's not about me. If I make this about me, if I do fast... You know, well, I just want everybody to know I'm getting on, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it on social media. I'm going to tell everybody I'm fasting. Hey, just so you know, I'm on a 40 day fast. Well, whoop de doo Amen. Social media is the bane of the self-righteous. Can I tell you something? I'm going to anyway. (laughs) When you post something and then you either are happy or sad based on the number of likes, you made it about you. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to check yourself in these things all the time. Amen. You know, our social media department around here, they put snippets, you know, about the sermon and pictures, you know. Every once in a while you get in a picture and it's on, it's on there, you know, and, and all that. And, and then, you know, sometimes, you know, if I, if I don't catch myself, I'm, I wonder who commented. What did they say? See, it's, I'm telling you, this is, it's so easy to slip into. But it's not about me. So he goes on to say, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust corrupts, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, where thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now see, the way, the, the, the way I, ha- I have to do this is I have to let my heart and my treasure be others. You. You know, here... Several years ago, I had a, a, a team on a missions trip and every, letting everybody preach, you know, and, and uh, uh, as one of them was preaching, in fact, it was the last opportunity for, and that this, I, I kind of had purposely saved this fellow for last, you know, just because I thought, I, I just was impressed that he needed patience, but so, anyway, good, good young guy, I'm not saying anything wrong with him, but 
Of course, he's, he's, you know, he's a novice in the ministry. And uh, he said to everybody, he said, you know, I've, he got up and he said, I've prepared three sermons to come here, and this is my first chance to preach. So I'm going to try to preach all three of them here. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm just, you know, he's, pre- he's not preaching anything bad. Preaching good, you know, but I'm just, okay, going on. And all of a sudden, one of those suddenlies, you know, on the inside I heard this. A novice thinks it's about what they have, they have to say. But the experienced minister knows it's not about what they have to say, it's about what the people need to hear. It's not about me. It's not about what I think I have to say. It's not about what, what I've got. Well, bless God, I've got a word from God. Good. Paul said, keep it to yourself unless you get called upon. Right? He said, everybody comes with a word. Everybody comes with a doctrine. Everybody's got something to say. But keep it to yourself if you don't get called upon. Well, I just, God just made me. The Spirit of God just made me. No, He didn't. No, He didn't. Amen. And some of y'all knew in some of this stuff, you, you didn't grow up in the charismania churches like some of us did where, you know, I mean, preacher be preaching along and all of a sudden somebody just rip off in other tongues. Just, I mean, just go for it and just, and tell, God made me do it. No, they didn't. And the devil didn't either, Geraldine. Now I really told you how old I was right there, didn't I? Amen. But right, the devil didn't make you do it. You had a choice. The spirit of the prophet subject to the prophets. See, because it's not about me. It's not about me being seen. It's about, not about, you know, whether God uses me or not. Just did God help people? Yeah. It's about helping people. Amen. So you know that, you know, the rest of this, he talks about, don't seek after these things. God's going to take care of you down to verse 33, if you would, please, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. See, if, I, if I'm seeking after the things of the world, I've made it about me. But if I seek after God, he'll add all those things to me. So I don't have to, I don't have to worry about me all the time and have me on my mind. Now, I'm not saying you don't plan. I'm not saying you don't take care of yourself. I'm talking about my heart attitudes and, and why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? All right. Okay. So let's go over to... Uh, Matthew chapter 16, if you would please. Matthew chapter 16. There's another thing that over the years I have written in my, in my margin of my Bible, besides not about me, and that's the two word phrase, all in. So many of these times when it's not about me, God's asking me for an all-in commitment, to go all-in. You know, I've told this story before, but it bears repeating about, some of you probably never heard it, but there was a group of missionaries years ago, back when you had to travel by boat, if you went anywhere outside of a continent, you know, had to travel by boat. They got the reputation and were known as one-way missionaries. They would sell all that they had and then anything that they wanted going to take with them, they purchased a coffin, an old, a wooden coffin, and they packed all their belongings in that coffin. 
Because they said, if I, I'm not coming back here. I'm going, I've made the commitment. I'm going there and I'll die there. Not that they were looking to die quickly, you understand, but they're saying, I'm giving, I'm making an all-in decision to go. One of the stories that's told about one of them is went to an, one of the, an island that was inhabited by uh, headhunters, cannibals still, and uh, they'd had missionaries go there before, but they'd all, they'd all been killed. But he was there for over 30 years. And they wrote, they wrote this in their language on his headstone. They buried him there because he brought his coffin with him. They buried him there, and they wrote this. When he came, there was no light. When he came, there was no light. When he left, there was no darkness. He had preached the gospel. He loved them, won their respect, and brought them to the Lord. And, of course, you know, he didn't tell them they had to quit eating people to get saved. <laughs> they got saved and then quit eating people. You think about that. If God, think about the, the Apostle Paul. How many have been blessed by the ministry of the Apostle Paul? You know, his writings, the mystery of the church, the mysteries of the new creation that he received from God. But he wasn't always Paul the Apostle. He was a murderer of Christians against the church of God, throwing men and women in prison and even putting some of them to death. And God never told, you know, he, he stopped all that after God appeared to him and came to him. Well, if God can work through him to accomplish great things, God can work through you. Amen. I mean, you think about that, the, these, these great things that God can do. That's why don't ever look at any situation and be limited by you and your own resources. Because if I do that, I've made it about me. Now, I know, I know this because I, I talk to a lot of people, and there's probably people even in this congregation, you've been, you've been praying about something, you've had something on your heart to do for a long time, but you're waiting until all the resources are there present and you can see them and put your hand on them before you ever step out. Now, I'm not telling you to step out. I did not say, I did, Tad did not say, Tad did not say, <laughs> step out, leave Rhema. No, I, Tad did not say. I'm just saying, I'm just, what I am saying though is when I, when I do that, I'm making it about me and I'm forgetting God. I just had this talk with our college weekend guess. If you wait, you know, some folks, they limit themselves. Well, they look at, yes, and you should count the cost, right? How many know we're supposed to count the cost? You should put it down on paper. Does it make sense? Okay. But you have to factor God in. Otherwise, it's all about me. Amen. Now, did you find Matthew 16? Look at verse 24. Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. How many of you know to go to the cross is an all-in decision? Yeah, Jesus made an all-in decision, didn't he? Well, he's telling us to do the same thing. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it, shall find it. 
For what, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? See, it's not about me. It's not about me. I don't, I'm, I'm not my Savior. Jesus is. He's asking me to surrender and go all in. The Passion Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, if you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as as your own as you continually, excuse me, surrender to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For even if you, you were to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer at the cost of your own life, what good would that be? What could be more valuable to you than your own soul? Now, there's an account here in Matthew chapter 20 where James and John get their mother to come to Jesus. They're asking for position in the kingdom of God. Amen. You remember that? Asking for position. And, you know, it's not wrong to want to, you know, excel at what you're doing. And it's not wrong to want to, you know, advance in, in whatever area God has you. It's, that's not wrong. It's just what's your motivation again. Now here, you know, they came to him and uh, he asked him what you want. Starting in verse Matthew 20, verse, tw- verse 20. But I want to drop down to verse 25 here for time's sake. So Jesus answers them, and Jesus called them unto him, because all the other disciples are mad by now. So you think about it. The guys you work with, you've made everybody else in the office mad, because you've gone behind their back and asked for special favor. So I told you I'd make it practical. Amen. And you basically said, you basically told the boss, I'm better than anyone else here. Now, you didn't come out and say it, but that's how you acted. Give me the right hand and the left hand. And then you're too gutless to do it yourself. You've got to bring your mama with you. <laughs> could you imagine? Brother Bill, could you ever imagine there at FedEx, somebody brought their mama in with them asking for a promotion? Brother Bill, I want you to meet my mama. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) Verse 25, Jesus said, you know that the princes or the rulers of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them, not dominion for them or authority for them, but upon them and to them. But it shall not be so among you. Whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, why are we not to make it about ourselves? Because Jesus didn't make it about himself. He's our example. He could, or we, you know, we, we just sing that song. He could have called 10,000 angels. He could have. He could have called whatever he wanted. He could have got off that cross. God would have taken, but No. He said, not my will, but yours be done, Father. Right? He didn't make it about himself. How many, of you, how many of you want to be conformed to the image of his dear son that the Bible said, well, we can't make, I can't make it about me. Now, let me give you three scriptures and three quick things that are 
that are, are good evidence that I'm making about myself. First one's in John 16. John 16, talk, in verse 13, talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 13 through 15. He says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come. How many of you know he's come? If you're a Christian, he's on the inside of you already. He will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself. See, the Holy, even the Holy Spirit doesn't make it about himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show, thing, show you things to come. He shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, said I, that I shall, he shall take of mine and show it to you. All right, number one, everything, if you're making it about, if you're not making it about yourself, Jesus will always get the glory. If, if Jesus isn't getting the glory for it, you've made it about yourself. Now the song doesn't say, I deserve the glory and the honor. I lift my hands to myself, and how wonderful I am. It says, you deserve the glory. So who am I trying to point to when I do this or say this? You see, who gets the glory? Well, Jesus is the one who's supposed to get the glory. The second one's found in Acts chapter 20. Now, this, this, is, this works in the ministry, but boy, this works in the workplace also. Acts chapter 20, verse 28, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he's purchased with his own blood. Well, he's talking to the elders, the pastors here of the church at Ephesus, but what if, what if the Holy Ghost has put you in a position of leadership? All right. Now in, in this case, you know, none of us are over the Holy Ghost. We're all under Jesus. So you're in a position of leadership, but you're not the leader. You're not the head. All right. But notice what happens here. He said, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things. Now notice this, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. The second tell is, am I trying to gather people to me? Am I making disciples after me? Am I trying to pull the office staff in loyalty to me against the boss? Amen. When I do it God's way, you see, I'm not about drawing disciples unto myself. It's not about, but he said, that's what's going to happen in these, in these days. And he said, by the space of three years, I warned you day and night about this. So we should warn ourselves, look, catch myself. Lord, if I were get myself in that attitude, amen. Now, one of the statements that I, that I, I heard, I heard uh, somebody say years ago, and it's really helped me, am I going to use my ministry and my gifts to build people, or am I going to use people to build my ministry? That really helped me when I heard that. Last one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and this is, they're all kind of similar here, but first of all, I got to make sure Jesus gets the glory. Second of all, I'm not, I'm not building my kingdom. Let's say it that way. It's not about building my kingdom. It's about building his kingdom. And if I work for a company, it's about building that company. It's not about building me. 
Amen. You know as well as I do, people have got in there, got proprietary, proprietary information, gone off and started their own company, pulled people out of that company to with them. It happens in churches. It happens. So am I building my kingdom or God's kingdom? First Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning things of the spirit, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and that no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Am I making Jesus Lord? Am I declaring Jesus Lord, or am I making myself Lord and declaring myself Lord in this situation? Jesus has to get the glory. I'm not about building my kingdom, and I'm going to make Jesus Lord of every situation. Those three simple things right there will help you to say, okay, I'm going to put this on myself and say, okay, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not fulfilling those things that I got to reexamine why I'm doing this. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank God for his word. Glory to God. Everybody stand up together. If you would, please. Hallelujah. If our our, uh, prayer team would go ahead and come on down. Amen. They asked me before if I'd want a song. I don't know what song you could sing after that. I don't, is there a song about, you know, it's not about me. It's not about me. Manny can tell you that's what we'll, we'll be driving around and you just watch people drive. And she, she knows I'll just, I'll just look at her and I'll go, it's all about them. It's all about them. Amen. Make up your own song. I don't care whatever you want to sing with it. Hey, if you're here tonight, Jesus made it all about you. He didn't come for his benefit. He came for your benefit. If you don't know Jesus Christ tonight as your Lord and Savior, don't leave this place tonight without making a profession. God raised him from the dead. He's alive today and he is Lord. Glory to God. And we want the same relationship for you that we have with him. You can do that tonight when we dismiss here tonight. Or if you've got walked away from God, uh, I'm not talking about necessarily concerning what we talked about tonight. You made it, but I'm talking about you've walked away from fellowship with God. You know, I guess you have made it about yourself, but you want to come home to the father's house tonight like the prodigal son did in Luke 15. Come for prayer. If you need prayer for any other reason, ladies come to the ladies, men come to the men. They'll pray with you according to the word of God. That's where answers come from. Glory to God. All things good. We'll be here. Well, this Sunday we have a baby dedication, right? Glory to God. That's always a fun time. Amen. And I know all the parents are praying right now for their baby. Not to spit up on pastor, not to cry, not to yank his glasses off. Let's believe God with him, although we like to laugh sometimes, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you can be dismissed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you.